Hello, this is Alex Granado, Senior Reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today I'm talking with Governor Roy Cooper about the Drive Summit. Governor Cooper, thank you for being with me Glad today. Glad to be here, Alex. Thank you. Uh, so I want to start just uh, for people who don't know what the Drive Summit is. Give us a little primer on it. What is it? Well, first, uh, public schools are probably the most important function of state government. It gives opportunities to every student to make a fuller and more prosperous life. And we know that having a good teacher in every classroom and a good principal in every school is the key ingredient to having quality public education. When I came into office, I believed and said many times that it was important to have a state government that looks like the people that it serves and protects. And we want to make sure that we have diversity in our teaching profession. Right now, uh, probably a, about half of our public school population are people of color, but about 80% of our teachers are white in North Carolina. And we believe that it's important to attract more diversity into the teaching profession in North Carolina. And why, was that, why is that important? Number one, we need more teachers. We've been struggling to attract people into the teaching profession, and the numbers are going to tell us that we're going to need seven to 8,000 additional teachers a year than we expect to have. And so we've got to increase the number of young people who are willing to go into the teaching profession, and we can do that by better pay for teachers, for more respect for the profession, making sure we support them with their continuing education. So we need more teachers in general. But secondly, there's been some research done in this area that all students can benefit from a more diverse teacher population in their schools. Uh, private businesses have already figured out that diversity makes them better and stronger and improves their bottom line because you get more points of view and differences of an opinion. And we know that from studies that students uh, react better and learn better from uh, a more diverse teacher population. We know that often uh, a teacher of color can inspire a student of color to serve as a role model and the studies show that all students benefit from this. So we want to have this drive summit to bring together stakeholders to f figure out how we can approach this issue to recruit, recruit more people to the teaching profession, but also to make sure that these recruits are more diverse in order to be able to make our public school system better. So I think that generally people understand that there's a teacher shortage and, and kind of the teacher pipeline isn't as robust as we'd like it to be. Do you think people are as equally aware of this research that you're talking about, about the importance of having diverse teachers for the diverse student population? I feel pretty confident that most people are not aware. And this is one of the reasons for the Drive Summit, to make people aware of the shortage of teachers of color in our profession and how 
we need to do more to attract a, a more diverse teacher population. And we think that having this summit, bringing all these stakeholders together, not only can we form a more concrete and strategic plan about how to do this, but we can raise awareness of the issue with uh, the population in general, with superintendents and principals and all of those who are engaged in hiring our schools of education who were uh, hopefully encouraging students to go into schools of education to be able to get the necessary training to become teachers. And this increase of a level of awareness, we think, will be an important part of the summit that we've got coming up next week. I was going to ask about educator preparation programs a little later, but since you brought it up, what is their role in this? How, how can what can they do to make the teacher force more, more diverse? Uh, who the who, educator preparation programs? Oh, every, oh, ab absolutely. Number one, you need to be intentional about the kinds of students that you are attracting into the workforce and. Anybody who is in HR these days understands that a more diverse workforce will make you better, so you need to be intentional about making sure you're recruiting across all, spec uh, all spectrums of, of people. And I think that they would learn about ways to do that. We also need to establish incentives. I'm a big fan of the Teaching Fellows Program and was one of the people who helped to start it and matter of fact was one on one on one of the very first interview panels when we were interviewing young students in high school and the deal was that you'll go to one of our state universities we'll pay for all four years of your college if you'll give us at least four years teaching in the public schools we thought this would be a good way to attract people to, to the profession we didn't know how good when I sat down, I said, we're getting the very best students. We're getting the top of the class coming in here saying, we're going to be a teacher in your public school system for at least four years. An amazing thing. And we did attract a good, diverse population. And all of our state universities were involved in the Teaching Fellows Program, including the historically black colleges and universities. Uh, over the last few years, the legislature eliminated the teacher fo teaching fellows program. We've seen it come back a little bit, but not a single HBCU campus is included in the teaching fellows program. So clearly we can do more in having a robust teaching fellows scholarship program, and we can include our historically black colleges and universities, and we can, all of us together, can be reaching out to sell not only the teaching profession itself, which we need to do, but to sell it to all kinds of people, which can make our teaching workforce uh, more effective in North Carolina, and that's what we want. And you're having this summit, and we're talking about this in a time when we know the demographics in the United States and in North Carolina are shifting. You know, more and more we're moving towards a majority-minority population. So it, it seems like this is only going to become a more important issue as the years go by. Uh, cer certainly it will. And we, we want to make sure that our teaching profession is reflective of the population. And it's important to make our 
public school system strong. We have a number of systems in our state that don't have any Hispanic Latino teachers in, in the system. So we need to be thinking about strategies on how we can do this better. And I'm looking forward to the summit, and I'm looking forward to, to getting the feedback. I proposed in my budget uh, money for recruiting and for uh, continuing education for teachers. We really want to make this a profession that garners respect. We need to do that with better pay, but also we need to uh, reward teachers for getting master's degrees and to reward them for mentoring each other. And we have this new Teach NC program that we have out there where we've got people who are actually recruiting people to come into the teaching profession. And there is to be an emphasis on recruiting diversity into the profession. So I think we're coming at this from a lot of ways. And I think we're having people, this, this issue is being elevated at the right time for us to be uh, strategic in our thinking and having the plan in place where everybody can play a part and we work in a coordinated way that we don't duplicate efforts and that we're strategic in how we do it. So, you know, you have the Drive Summit and then, and then what? How, how do you build on what happens at the Drive Summit to actually achieve some of these goals? Well, I plan to appoint a task force of uh, all kinds of people who are interested in this issue to take up where the summit begins to lead us so that we can put together a strategic plan for our state. Uh, we're looking forward to and uh, we'll be announcing it uh, next week that we're going to, through executive order, create this task force that we know we're going to get a lot of input at the Drive Summit. We've got a number of presenters who have a lot of experience with this and we think that it'll be an issue that people are somewhat familiar with but we hope at the end of the summit there's a lot more knowledge there and that we'll have some direction from what the information we get at the summit to assign to the task force to move on so we want this to be an ongoing thing this summit is not going to be a one-off on this on this issue we want it to be a beginning and, and not an end. And we know this is something that's going to require uh, thought and effort and years in the making. And we want to make sure that we're getting off to a good start with this summit, with all the kinds of people there who need to be hearing this and who need to be a part of the solution. So we know in North Carolina that the General Assembly has a large role to play in what happens in education. Um, with something like this, what role do you think they could play? And given the political makeup and, and kind of some of the um, antagonism that's gone on between the governor's office and the Republican-led General Assembly, what role do you think they will play? Well, we'll, we'll have to. It remains to be seen what role they w will play. I will tell you, they are Republican and Democratic legislators who believe in public education, who believe that we have to significantly increase our te teacher pipeline and who know that this can bring us positive results when our uh, teachers are more diverse. The roles they can play, obviously, in appropriating money to help with this effort, in creating 
uh, a much more robust teaching fellows program that actually includes historically black colleges and universities in order to be able to bring more people of color into the teaching profession. Um, and, you know, if we, if we want to make this the kind of profession that we want, we've got to continue to invest in teacher pay. And that comes down to a priorities issue. Uh, do we need yet more corporate tax cuts and, and ways to uh, enrich the wealthy? Or do we need to invest in public education, teacher pay, and our schools? That's the priority issue. I think everybody believes that we've got to be fiscally responsible and to have a balanced budget required under the Constitution. The issue is now that you have a tax base, what are you going to do with it? And I think a lot of people in North Carolina want us to invest in public education, and I think that is going to be the most critical role of the General Assembly is that they make, make this a real priority. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to that more in the future. So going into the Drive Summit, what would you like the public to know or our listeners to know that I haven't asked about? Well, I think uh, recapping. Number one, we've got to greatly increase the number of teachers who are coming into our public school system. That pipeline uh, has to increase in order for us to be able to meet the demands of the teachers that we need. We don't want... Uh, large class sizes. We, we want enough teachers to, to do the job. And secondly, I want people to know that a diverse teacher workforce is a more effective teacher workforce. Uh, we've seen studies that show that uh, students perform better with a more, more diverse set of teachers. So I want people to know those two things, that, that we need more teachers and we need more of them to be diverse in order to succeed in our schools. And we want to make sure that this Drive Summit can get us started on a strong push to make sure that that happens. Well, Governor Cooper, thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks a bunch, Alex. I appreciate it. And we're going to turn now to Latanya Patillo. She is the teacher advisor to Governor Cooper. So give us a little snapshot of what we're going to see at the Drive Summit. What's going to happen there? Sure. So it's going to be a full day. Um, in the morning, we're going to have a wonderful opening by uh, Governor Cooper, Chancellor Woodson, uh, Sonia Gant is going to be our MC. And the beginning of the day is going to be a level set where everyone in the room will talk about, again, the history of educators of color, um, talk about, again, what the challenges are and what the evidence says about the importance of having a diverse teacher workforce. Um, and then we're going to have a wonderful keynote by former Secretary of Education John King Jr. and an armchair conversation between him and Rodney Robinson, who are, is our national teacher of the year. So we expect that that is going to be really enlightening, and they're both going to talk about their experiences and the work that they're doing in the space. The end of the day is going to bring stakeholders together by their role. So we'll have anyone in the room from educators to HR professionals to nonprofits and advocates to uh, educator prep program representatives, and they're going to break out by role. 
and talk about what um, strategies and initiatives and things that are happening related to their specific role. So if an EPP already has a program that, they're, um, that they've created to target educators of color or to support educators of color, they'll talk about that. So you really have an opportunity to connect with um, people who are in your space and doing the same work that you're doing. And then at the end of the day, which I hope will be um, the most, not the most important part of the day, but will actually direct our work forward is those stakeholders coming together and laying out some really concrete um, strategies and the beginning of a framework for the statewide action plan. So it should be an exciting day. And so Governor Cooper talked a little bit about kind of the, the big picture of what he wants to see happen after the drive summit. What do you want to see happen with all these people coming together and talking about this issue and then going off into the world? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would like to see um, real commitment from those who were in the room, again, to continue this work. We expect, after this rich conversation, that there will be some enlightenment, right? So we know folks are already talking about it, and people are saying we need to do this, but I think the proof will be in the pudding. Will we really see um, some concrete strategies and work moving forward in an intentional way that says we really value uh, educators of color in this space, and not just to have them leading the room, you know, in the room leading the classrooms, but for our students. We know that ultimately this is about providing the best education for our students. And so making sure that they can see themselves, making sure that they are met with high expectations and that they are provided the opportunities um, that they deserve can all be achieved uh, by these initiatives and by working to increase diversity. And so I would like to see um, all of this work continue and people really step up um, to do the work that's needed. And I want people to be honest uh, about mindsets and the real barriers that have kept us thus far from doing this. We need to really have a candid conversation and just decide that we want to do better commit to doing better, and that'll start um, at the end of the summit. And so, you know, we've been talking about this from kind of a policy level. Um, as a teacher of color, you've been in the classroom, you've seen what kind of impact it can have for students to have someone who looks like them teach mm -hmm. them. Tell me a little bit about that. What have you seen? Mm -hmm. Well, relationship building, uh, understanding uh, difference in perspectives. We think it's important for everyone to bring their experiences to the table. And we know that research says, and, and I can attest to this research because I've been in the situation where there are, you know, there's a belief that all kids can do well, all students can succeed. I've been in situations where it's clear um, that coming from some educators who are not of color, they have different expectations for our students, you know, students of color. And that's just a reality. Um, <clears throat> also, as far as supporting educators of color, you know, part of this conversation is recruiting uh, for the purposes of supporting our students. 
But we also have to talk about what will keep an educator of color in a school district. So we need to talk about supports. We need to talk about the environment um, that will allow an educator of color to be successful and want to remain in the classroom. And so I've always been in an area that was supportive. Um, I had supportive coworkers, and I think everyone, or most everyone at the school, appreciated diversity. Um, but I know also that when you are one of the few educators of color in the room and people expect you to be the only one who can provide discipline or the only one who can speak to the experience of students of color, that can be a challenge. It can be a challenge for any educator. And if you are the one in the district or the one at the school, imagine what that does to your overall well-being. So we're talking about, you know, teachers as leaders of the classroom. We're talking about teachers uh, supporting students, but we also need to remember the teachers themselves and how we support their work in the schoolhouse. Well, LaTanya, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. We've been talking with LaTanya Patillo. She's the teacher advisor to Governor Roy Cooper. And earlier we were talking with Governor Roy Cooper himself. I'm Alex Granado, senior reporter for Education NC, and you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>